the sounds of the one and only Miss Shaka Khan and her days with Ask Rufus with the one and only song Hollywood and hello again this is how Betty Davis saved my life life lessons from classic Hollywood I'm Moya and I'm Georgia and we are back and in full effect we are so glad to be with you right now. Um, we're going to talk about The Swimmer the, today, 1968, The Swimmer featuring the one and only Mr. Burt Beefcake Lancaster. <laughs> 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 Meow, ladies. Meow, that's right. So, yeah, The Swimmer, as, we, as I stated, is... Um, a movie, a very underappreciated in Georgia, and my and I, in my mind, uh, our minds, a very underappreciated movie. And apparently, in 1968, that was the prevailing uh, feeling. But later on, and you know, in latter years, and especially now, it has a cult following as as great movies that were ahead of its time tends tends to do um, tend to do. And um, we just wanted to talk about this movie because, again, it's underappreciated. We think it's a classic, and we hope that you all do too. So Georgia is, <laughs> I've deemed her, and she's deemed herself the head of research at our um, prestigious uh, institution here of Hollywood Classic Analysis. And so, Georgia, you want to tell us a little bit? We were talking earlier about some of the trivia behind the swimmer and just go on and enlighten enlighten our audience who may not know anything about the swimmer or Burt Lancaster for that matter. This uh, movie was adapted from a three page short story by Don Cheever. And this was not the easiest production. Uh, it has numerous directors, the most famous being Sidney Pollack, two directors, the scene with, um, Janice Rule, the mistress, and uh, this movie, I think, was kind of um, a miracle that it made it. Um, the movie actually flopped at the box office, but that was due to, I think, poor marketing more than anything else. Um, the star and the director clashed so much prior to its being released. Um, and so that's why there were, you know, different directors that were brought in. But one of the things about this movie that really amazes me is that Burt Lancaster himself had a secret fear of the water. And can you imagine somebody starring in a movie called The Swimmer and not knowing how to swim? You know, I didn't, you know, the, I had to watch this movie twice. The first time I watched it, I, I didn't even pick up on that. It wasn't until the second time I watched it that it started to, then I then things started to click. I started looking for the clues. Uh, I listened to every single conversation, what was said, what they said, and then the difference about how he perceived it, about the two different ways of looking at the reality. That's when I started to figure out there's something going on here that's really deep. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I really loved about this movie that I felt was so compelling was the way he plays this Ned Merrill character. Because each 
individual interaction. You can feel there is such depth of emotion. I found myself at times, you know, I kind of wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to help him, and then other times it's like I could see how people would kind of like want to like put, like want to push back away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you see throughout, you see how his strength ebbs and flows. Right. With, with the way he interacts with people, but I was so struck, and the thing that got me more than anything, and maybe it's just his personality, or maybe it's just acting. I don't know what it was, but the way he connects, because his acting has such depth to it. Yes. That you are able to feel what he is feeling, and he has this intense and profound effect on on everybody. Like he touches. He right. touches them. I want you to when you watch this movie, just pay attention to the former babysitter. Pay attention to there is like a lonely little boy. Right. Okay? Right. Now watch how the effect that he has on that little boy. And uh, there is just something that he does with that little boy, and if you just see the little kid, it's like right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I I noticed that as well. Yeah, and and um, there is the thing about the level of intensity and the depth of the of the connection and emotion that he summons. This is. Like you, you will not really see this too many times with too many other actors. Right. But you know, I found myself the way he the, there's things that he would say, the way he would say, "Come with me," and and right. you just so so it's like, oh yeah, you're so draw- he's mesmerizing. You are drawn to him, his personality, and you can see how his, that kind of his personality is probably like part of his business, his relationships, everything. You right. Understand. And one of the, the, my favorite lines of this movie is, like, when he's, like, toasting, he'll say, here's to sugar on the strawberries. Right. You know, that, that to me, you know, that said a lot to me. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was one of my, but this, there's some things in here that kind of surprised me because they're a little bit, a little bit provocative, but it gives you a glimpse into like how his life played out right you'll see that you if you really listen to this will tell you this man like you will see he starts out really happy and then you start to see people be he gets the way that people react and sometimes they want to kind of like push him away and right. you start to kind of see this in the movie so i'm not giving anything away but the way I was going to ask you, like, what you kind of were taken away from the way this movie plays out and how he acts in this. Well, it's another tour de force performance. I, he does definitely he deserves at least three Academy Awards, and you know, in my opinion, um, and it certainly should be one of them. So let's talk about the different pools. So he went to the the, the woman who lost the son, then the <laughs> um, then he went to the the pool where the, the babysitter now. Again, because he is a walking midlife crisis, of course, what do most people, especially men in midlife crisis, they try to hang on to youth with a death grip. So he was going to try to get with this, his former babysitter 
and sucked the youth and innocence out of her. And honey, she wasn't having it. She ran for the hills. I'll let you know that. She <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> At first, she was like, you know, back because she did have a crush on him and blah, blah, blah. And honey, when she saw what was happening. And Georgia, did you pick up that she, it was online dating before online dating was a thing with her actual boyfriend? Did you pick up on that? Hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh. They've been, they've been, nothing's new. You're right, boy. That's exactly what that was. It was, and he, and a boyfriend apparently, she was attracted to psychos because he was psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother movie. That's a whole nother movie right there. Right there. So he picks up the babysitter and she goes swimming with him until he freaks her out. And so then the next pool, and I'm probably getting them out of order. Um, I think, uh, the next pool was Kim Hunter's pool. And so talk about when he met Kim Hunter and that wasn't her name. We don't remember her name, but her, her character. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm drawing a little bit of a blank right now. I'm a little bit foggy on the details, but yeah, that was Kim Hunter pool a little bit. Well, yeah. Um, what, remember he, he went to her pool and of course, you know, Kim Hunter, she looks fabulous and come to find out. He, she was a schoolboy crush for him, so he, so he just, we just left with the girl having a um, schoolboy crush on him when she, the babysitter, and then he goes and sees Kim Hunter, and now his youth, his crush that he had on her when they were both young, he opens up about that. So this man is so open and vulnerable, and as the story goes on you can see and tell he has been the total opposite of that in his former life. As we see with Don Draper uh, in Mad Men, as Mad Men progresses, Don becomes extremely open and vulnerable, but he's learned some hard life lessons. And so, yeah, so that's what happened with Kim Hunter um, with uh, when he went with that pool. And then what was the next pool? Okay, so my favorite pool, Georgia, was the old... Rich white couple. I, I said, I am that old lady. I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm her right now. I ain't even got to wait till how old she is. I am her right now. I'm already there. <laughs> but I'm skipping the part. And, and Georgia, you jump in at any time. I'm skipping the part. It show, so when he goes to the old, old white, old rich white couple, and I'm the saying, I'm just saying they're white, not because of color color thing but just trying to give you a descriptive um he encounters he gets a ride from their chauffeur their chauffeur chauffeur who's black and you know it's the old joke running all black people look alike <laughs> you know and it's just a it's a lot of racial tension but it's hilarious in a few moments that bernie hamilton from starskin hutch fame he played uh starskin hutch's some more trivia Starskin Hutch's uh, captain or something like that, um, Bernie Hamilton. And so he has a brief cameo as a chauffeur. And it's freaking hilarious. So the movie and the, they, 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 his interaction with Burt Lancaster is only like, girl, if it's five minutes. And they managed to check off all the racial stereotypes and boxes and tension that's going on today. But it's freaking hilarious. I mean, and Bernie Hamilton, you, the way he played it, like, Get out of my car, ass. Get out of my... <laughs> get your, know, get your clown, fooly wang self out of my car right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
so funny. And then, then Burt Lancaster proceeds to go to the the old uh, couple uh, couples, rich couple's house. And there in in Georgia, what are they doing? What what do they have on Georgia? Not a sister nudist. Gross. <laughs> gross. Gross. I was like, oh no! If they show any more of this, if they get up from the table, I am fast forwarding this scene. I'm like, George, I'm sorry, I can't tell you nothing about this scene because I fast forwarded. Those two old, that old bat, and that old goat, they were in their skivvies. But it made Burt Lancaster take off his trunks, and we got a butt shot. And I was like, oh! <laughs> I like, hey, hey. <laughs> Because uh, so obviously this was in Georgia's and I, I my first time looking at this, but I didn't remember because I saw it when I was like in my mid to late twenties, and I fell in love with it. I totally got it. Now I'm just a slight, just a tad bit older, and you know, and you look at it through different phases of your life, and um, and I didn't remember that, but girl, it was Christmas in July. When he took off those those uh, those little blue baby blues he had on, I was like, "Good goobly goo." All right. No, that was a bonus. Yeah. Yes. I was I was happy. Yeah, I was happy. And then he then he turned around and he you know he kept the shorts over of course his privates because it wasn't that kind of movie. Um, but you know he uh so you, like I said all you got is the butt shot which was great, but the old lady. Wasn't she, girl? She was just those two horns. When she had two, like a French, two French twists, was was really two two devil horns because she was horrible. But she, but she was, it was hilarious though. I'm sorry, it was funny. I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to just tell everybody. What do you think about that scene? Well, you know, I like the way that they temper it with a little bit of comedy because, like you said, the thing with the chauffeur, you know, it's. It was kind of like awkward but funny, and so there was a little bit of comedy in there. Oh yeah, you know? and like with and in Joan Rivers, her interaction to me there was, you know, because she goes, "I've heard that line before." But anyway, and it was I, to me that was just funny because it showed that they were eccentric, right? And, and these old people, and it was just something so funny because you did not expect these old people to be stuck naked like that. You, you just right. did not expect it, and and it was just it showed how people can be. Uh, quirky and eccentric and just you just don't expect it. So that made it kind of funny because otherwise this movie would have, I mean, you know, you needed some moments of levity. In yes, yes. And, and I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was, that whole couple was just funny to me. Oh yeah, they, they were, they were too much. And like I said, the old lady, I loved, I loved her even though she, she was being politely rude. So the thing is, uh, yeah. And I don't want to give too much away. She was being politely rude over money because apparently Ned got cut off. Uh, he lost his job to a younger person. So like I said, he is a walking life, midlife crisis, I'm telling you. And anyone can relate um, who's been, you know, most people have been through the things that he's been through. Um, a breakup and and um, losing your job, you know, and, and your family. But again, he is out of it. it you know the emotional grip it has on you and i love movies that there is no happy ending there's no way out there's not going to let you go and so with each pool you know it's like i said it's a, it's a progression into 
this man's character and who he was and his failings as a husband and a father and pretty much as a human being. Um, and so the, the part with the little boy is really touching and I don't want to get too much in that. The little boy is literally, literally little boy blue. He has on blue. He's blowing his pipe, you know, by himself, his recorder. And it's just, it's, it's just a lot of metaphors and, you know, and symbolism, a lot of symbolism for, uh, who Burt Lancaster character is. So talk about the, the, the public pool scene. Do you remember that scene? Oh my gosh. Oh my that gosh. Is like one of the most gripping parts right there of the whole movie. Is it is. It is. Yes. Uh, very, it, it surprised me about how, um, I, I just, this is where you really see Burt Lancaster's acting because you feel what he's feeling. The experience he has at this public pool where these people encounter him that have apparently known him from some other business dealings and they it's confrontational and then also this pool that he's hoping this it's full it's just right full. it looks like it's more than like the ymca on the hottest day in august <laughs> right imagine right it's just wall it's just People, 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 all, all through it. And then the things that he has to do in order to get into the pool, and then the uh, there's like a, you know, a very telling um, scene with people that he knew um, a couple of years ago, and then their dealings with him. Tells you a lot. And the way he's treated by the guy, he's like the, I guess he's like the, you have to, be, he's the person at the entrance for you to get in. <laughs> yes. Yes. He and is the pool. Not, that is John Garfield Jr. Yeah, he's the pool monitor. Yeah, the, he, he has two pool trolls. There's two pool trolls <laughs> that give him the business. And they give him the business. Oh, gosh. Do they ever? Now, this is their chance to exact some kind of, like, right. come up and on him. <clears throat> Boy, do they... And it's not, and what's funny, it's not him personally, because I don't think, yeah, the, the guy who he has to pay the fee to, they don't know each other, but that guy knows the people who, who visits that pool and he knows Burt Lancaster has never been there. So he's like, you know, why should I give you a break? You know, so it's kind of like this guy's rallying against the, the upper crust, the elite who wouldn't, who would never come to that pool but want him to give him a break. And I guess he said, you all don't give me a break. So why should I give you a break? So, you know, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't let him in. Exactly. And it's, right. And another guy, you know, pays his way. And for which the the lady he's with like, don't, don't pay for his, <laughs> don't give it. What are yeah. like 50 cents to get in or something like that? Like, don't yeah. give him 50 cents. <laughs> and he, of course I laughed at that. So yeah, they had two pool trolls that gave it just, I mean, they were going to, Whatever they had against the upper middle class, they were going to take it out on. And it, it was only a few minutes, this scene, but you totally get that they were putting him through the rack because they knew he was not a person who belonged there in their view. They were being prejudiced against him. Um, and so they was like, here's my chance. Without them saying it, they did it to him, you know. And then yeah. the, the people that he met, like you said, of his form who had business dealings with him, um, and we don't want to give too much away. That interaction was 
shining more light onto this man's character. And, uh, and so what I got out of that scene was, you know, the way they were talking to him is like, oh, you know, almost like you're a slumming type deal. You know, you're slumming because you're being with us. You know, like I said, I, you know, again, we don't, I try not to give too many spoilers. But again, like we're saying, each pool was a downward spiral for Ned Merrill, yeah. for Burt Lancaster's uh, character. So let's talk about the pool, the mistress's pool. Woo! I wish we had some background. Next time we'll have some, some background sound effects, like claps or something like that, because... Honey, she gave the mistress's manifesto, didn't she? She should have got an Academy Award. Oh my God, did she ever? I mean, for every mistress, real or fiction, if you don't know what to, to tell a guy to get lost, or I'm through with you, or you ain't crap, look at this movie, record it, write the words down, whatever, or just record it and play it in the clown's face. And don't and just walk away, because she read him the the mistress's manifesto, riot act, whatever you want to say. She gave it to him, didn't she? She did. If he was a dog, he would, she would have rubbed his nose in it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, I, she physically and verbally, I mean, she slaps him around. Oh, uh, and really, like, it's like she throws cold water all over him, like. Wake up, wake up time, buddy. You know, right. this is what you did. This is what you were. I mean, she gives it to him and he keeps trying to yes. Yes. And he tries to reseduce her. Yes. Manipulator. Master manipulator. Oh, yeah. Right. Don Draper. Don Draper. Don Draper. For those, uh, the Mad Men fans, you know who I'm talking about. And when she called him a suburban stud, I almost fell out of my chair. I said, yes, 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 yes. A suburban stud. And girl, I was, I was hollering, hollering as we say. And um, when she said, when you talk about this and that, she said, you bored me to death. Um, you suburban stud. She said, and I, so I was, so you know, I went back to Betty Davis when she told Leslie Howard and of human bondage. And when you used to kiss me, I used to wipe my mouth, wipe my mouth. And she wiped him. And I just knew. I think it's Janice Rule. I think that's uh, who did that scene. Yeah. 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 I, I was waiting for her to say it because she, I was like, oh my gosh, Betty Davis is in this movie, you know, without even being in this movie. And I was, I, girl, I was in here. I couldn't move. I was like, yes, this is how you get rid of this clown. And, and Georgia, you hit it on the nail. Like most of these men do who jerk the women around and it takes two to tango. We know that she knew that man was married because remember she said, I followed you and she watched him with his family and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's this oh, woman, yeah. you know, she wasn't naive. She knew what she was getting into, but the jerking aroundness that these men and women who, you know, who cheat on their, uh, their spouses, the, 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 the adulterer, you know, that how they, how they manipulate and jerk people around and keep them on a string, you know, and she just wasn't having it anymore. She was like, honey, this is it. No, sir. Hit the road, Jack, you know, but he kept trying to reel her back in. Like you said, it was, that was the best scene in the whole freaking movie to me. And that was the part that was directed by Sydney Pollack. Oh, wow. After it, but it ended up on the cutting room floor. So 
then they brought in Janice Rule and Sidney Pollack directed it. Oh, this wow. Is what you see. That's why. This is like a masterpiece. A masterpiece. A, yeah. A guy being reunited with his former mistress, and boy, is there heck to pay. And he didn't. He got it, but he he didn't want to get it because like most people who are adulterers and cheaters, they are so needy. It's all about them. And, you know, and, right. and again, if you are having an affair with somebody and you do not, what's the how to break up with a guy in 90 days or 30 days, whatever. No, how to break up with a, with a, with a, who, a clown, male or female in uh in five minutes because it took her the scene it might have been a little longer than you know but in five minutes she had gave him her manifesto so i again if you are in a thick of a relationship with like that please please look look at the whole movie but please fast forward to he the girl with his mistress she has on a red and black one piece um uh suit and her hair is like early Mary Tyler Moore show, like the first few seasons, Janice Rule. So you can fast forward to that and, you know, go on and look at it. You, I, what I like about this movie, Georgia, you can, you know, of course you need to watch from the beginning, but there are, there are no bad scenes, right? You're right. There are no bad scenes. You're exactly right. It's very well edited. Yes. It's skillfully written. Right. Uh, and the acting is, is superb. Yeah, the, the scenery, right, the scenery of the nature and the neighborhood, the trees and the water. I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. There's, there are no bad scenes. No, ma'am. Oh, yeah. And it's such a beautiful day. And then towards the end of the movie, well, the weather changes. Right, 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 right. And, and again, don't, don't come after us because we didn't put the pool scenes. I'm not going to say anything else. That's right. Because I want everybody to really appreciate you know, right. what happens at the end. And no, we did not put the pool scenes in order. Um, it is, And it doesn't destroy anything. But it was just how yeah. we wanted to talk about the movie. So, you know, go back and look at it. Look, go look at it. That's our whole point. You go look at it and then reach us on our social media page and, you know, we can discuss it then. But um, it's great. Well, you know, um, our scene is like uh, life lessons from classic Hollywood movies. And I kept thinking about this movie after I watched it. Wow. You know, this movie does have a very strong message to it. Yes. And um, I, when I saw this movie, I, I was thinking, you know, you have to have lived a lot to kind of have this movie resonate with you, you know, you, the regular life, ups and downs and things like that. And I took away from this movie that I, if I just say what Ned, what you learn from this is that don't lose hold of the truly important things in life. Right. And I think you see where Ned has obviously um, okay, the connection that he thinks is so important with his wife and his daughters, you'll, you're going to understand what has happened there. Right, right. And why, and, and the mistakes he met, he, he made, in the, you know, that lead up to the ending. And so one of the things is like, yeah, don't, don't lose sight of the truly important things. You know, being like um, a, 
person that people, you know, you have to face everybody because of, the, of your actions, your decisions, how it affects other people, how other people see you. Are you? Do you see yourself the same way other people see you? Mm-hmm. And and you and you know the Bible says, you know, be sure your sin will find you out. I think is, mm-hmm. is how it goes. But yeah, mm-hmm. his sins do catch up with him. Oh yeah. So to me, that's that's the the lessons that I got out of this movie. Right. Um, from watching it. Right. Um, and but I think, man, there is not just the writing. In, in the acting, but I have to say, I cannot imagine this movie without Burt Lancaster. Oh, no. Because no. of his acting is so incredible the way he inhabits this role. It right. It just amazes me how he is able to do this. Because it's like uh, you're not watching a movie. You are watching a real-life real life person's life unfold in front of your eyes, you know? Yes. Yeah. We um we are just about to wrap things up here. Whoa, boo. But I did wanna say, um, and George, I love how you didn't give away the ending. Um and we're not, we're going to stop right here because if we keep talking, we're going to give it away. Georgia, I just want to say one thing. Georgia felt sorry. Georgia, let me ask you, do you, do you feel, still feel sorry for Ned Merrill? You know, the first time I saw the movie, I did. I, he was just breaking my heart. Okay. But then the second time I saw the movie, <laughs> and, I, and I understood it, and I figured out, I'm going, I, you know, I don't want to prejudice the audience. Um, the movie, you know, you, you'd have to be made of stone not to, to, to have feel anything for uh, Ned Merrill. But all the people he encountered, you know, um, especially the little boy. Oh, my gosh. I was like, OK, I need to pause this movie because, <laughs> you know, y'all, the little boy was just, oh, my gosh. Um, that scene, but, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, go ahead. It's it just really, you know, in, in spite of the fact of all of his personal character faults, I still like, I still like this character. Yeah. He is a likable guy. I mean, he was a, yeah. He, he, he was a cad, but I still like him so much. Yeah. And I was thinking, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but no, I mean, look. They when they picked him to do this movie, it was on purpose. When they cast, um, of course I can't remember his name, uh, who plays Don Draper, it was on purpose because we're all visual creatures. Uh, Burt Lancaster is gorgeous. Uh, the gentleman who plays Don Draper is is gorgeous. Um, so you are drawn in. They are charming. They are. Uh, you know, especially if you're a woman, I don't care how old you are. They are sexy. You are dr- so, you know, it's the, unfortunately it's the people got to live with these people, <laughs> you know, that's who gets it. Or anybody who tries to get close to these people, unfortunately, you know, we always hurt the ones that we love. And so 
I'm with you, you know, as despicable as Don Draper was, how he treated Betty and, and um, you know, in other certain situations, how what he uh, with Joan and whatever um, in a certain situation that she was in um, when they wanted to get this account. You know, he walked the line, but yet it still was slimy. And we saw with um, Burt Lancaster, Ned Merrill, you know, he walked that line. And like we could see with how he treated uh how he treated some people in business dealings and especially how he treated the mistress during their relationship and after, uh, you know, in the pool after she was telling him it was over. So he was a cad, like you said. So, you know, but again, you know, I, I, I want everybody to look at it and get their own opinion. Um, so yeah, we are just about out of time, um, for the swimmer again, please. Uh, we saw it on TCM. Yes, shout out to TCM for still giving us those great Hollywood classics. That's Turner Classic Movies. Shout out to them. Thank you so much for keeping these movies alive. Um, and we, you know, we we wouldn't be able to talk about these things if it wasn't for TCM and other channels that provide these great movies. And you know, a lot of these things, these movies are on streaming or on YouTube. But yes, we did see this one on TCM. So thank you, TCM. And we so Georgia. George and I have a huge library that we need to get through. We have no idea <laughs> what the next movie is. So you just have to come back and see it. But which of course this is, um, you know, how Betty Davis saved my life. But as you can see, we do do other movies. Um, and we wanted the swimmer to be a guy movie because a lot of the movies, you know, are perceived women's films, you know, we'll be honest. But, um, the Swimmer was an everyone movie, don't you think? An everybody movie, don't you think? I think it was an everybody movie because I think women also can behave like he did. Right. So I think that applies to them too. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sorry, feminists, you know, put your fingers in your ears, you know. But yeah, you know, again, it takes two to tangle, you know. So, you know, I, I totally agree with that statement. Well, Georgia, I've had a ball um, today as usual. And yes, please tune in for our next podcast. We have no idea what movie is going to be. So you just got to come back and visit us, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So another great Hollywood classic will be on tap. And we thank you so much for listening to how Betty Davis saved my life, life lessons from classic Hollywood. Um, we'll see you next time. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. All right. And Shaka Khan, play us out, Hollywood. Till next time, guys. Remember, you be the star of your own fabulous show. Take care.